brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. You're listening to Ascent Radio. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You can hear these podcasts on Ascent-Dental-Solutions, where the focus is on knowledge, development, training, and education. Today's podcast is for dentists and for the lay public that is interested in learning more about sleep medicine. I want to first, before I get started, give a congratulations and a big thank you to Mr. Doug Foresta. His company, Stand Out and Be Heard, has produced over 30 of these dental podcasts for me, and the production and the effort is tremendous. Thank you so much, uh, Doug. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and this is Ascent Radio. Today, the topic is sleep medicine. Sleep medicine started back in 1895, so it is not new, but it is new to the dental profession, and it appears to me that each year, sleep medicine is becoming more and more important, not only for the dental facilities to provide care and service in this area, but for the public to be informed. Some statistics that may shock us. Number one, sleep disorders are more common than asthma and diabetes combined. This means that it is affecting millions, tens of millions of people. You may not be aware of it, but 20% of all motor vehicle accidents are associated because of sleep deprivation. The driver is tired, they're not alert, and there's a motor vehicle accident. Some more grandiose issues that were associated with sleep deprivation was the Three Mile Island plant that almost blew up, the Challenger, which did blow up. All of these events, and in particular motor vehicle and truck accidents, 
occur between the hours of 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. And this is because tens of millions of people are not getting the proper amount of sleep. Some systemic issues that are associated with sleep deprivation are hypertension or high blood pressure, stroke, dementia, loss of memory, loss of alertness, a decrease in memory, a decrease in alertness. All of these factors have an effect on our ability to perform at a high level and feel good about our overall health. So how does this relate to dentistry? First of all, the American Association of Sleep Medicine is considered the governing body. It provides guidelines and the standard of care for dentists and physicians to follow to provide the public with the highest level of education and with the proper processes and procedures to help our population address this chronic, severe problem of sleep deprivation. In lay terms, most people consider going to a dentist for snoring. Their significant other is disturbed and irritated because the individual snores and that snoring creates a situation which is uncomfortable and embarrassing. In reality, the proper process and procedures to provide excellent care in sleep medicine is the following. First and foremost, you should seek out a dentist that either has certification, designation, or a minimum of 25 hours of training in the appropriate sleep medicine courses. Many dentists provide sleep medicine care and treatment, but most do not have the designation, the certification, or the minimum requirements. And as a layperson, you may want to seek out those qualifications. This certainly doesn't mean that a dentist that doesn't have these qualifications can't provide adequate care and service, but first and foremost, you may want to consider those three options in choosing a dentist to provide this care. The next thing to look at is how is sleep dentistry provided today in the United States? And many times there's confusion and the lack of ideal care and service. Step one, according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, is the patient must have what is called a PSG or a polysomogram. This is a level one sleep study done at an area hospital where the individual stays overnight and their eye movement, muscle movement, and cardiac evaluation is constantly monitored along with their blood pressure, their inspiration, expiration, and the combination of all these factors will determine whether the correct diagnosis of obstructed sleep apnea is present or not present. By definition, obstructive sleep apnea is determined by the number of times an individual stops breathing during their nighttime sleep. As a general rule, between 0 and 5 is considered normal, between 5 and 15 is considered mild obstructive sleep apnea. Between 15 and 30 is considered moderate obstructive sleep apnea. And above 30 to 60 episodes is considered severe. It's critical that this proper diagnosis be made. In most cases, this is going to be done by a physician 
in a sleep facility, and in most cases, it will be covered by your medical insurance, and in most cases, the gold standard of treatment at present time is called CPAP, C-P-A-P, which stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. In 2017, the C has been dropped, and now the correct verbiage would be PAP, P-A-P, or positive airway pressure, because some of the newer CPAP machines do not provide continuous positive airway pressure, but it comes intermittently, and some patients respond better. It is critical for the lay and professional uh, individuals to make a proper diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea. If in actuality you do have this condition, this condition can be life-threatening. It can increase your chances of stroke, hypertension, diabetes, memory loss, physical activity, concentration, and alertness, along with a decrease in your autoimmune or your ability to fight diseases. I bring this up because many times we as dentists will simply treat the patient for a snoring disorder. In order to follow the appropriate guidelines by the American Association of Sleep Medicine, you shouldn't be taking that course of action, in my opinion, and in many others in this field. Step one is make sure the PSG study is done. Once you've been diagnosed, the gold standard as discussed earlier is the CPAC unit. However, 80 to 85% of the public are unable to tolerate the CPAP unit. They find it constrictive. Some people feel claustrophobic. People find it difficult to sleep. And generally, most people have the most difficult time during their first 7 to 14 days. If you can get by those 7 to 14 days, usually most people adapt and they're quite comfortable with the CPAP unit. However, the vast majority of patients don't make it those 14 days and are looking for alternatives. And those alternatives, from a dental standpoint, in most cases, are what we call intraoral devices or mandibular advancement devices, mandibles standing for the lower jaw. There are an entire slew of perhaps 75 intraoral appliances, and they all have advantages and disadvantages. But in sub and substance, the major driving force is the appliances should be comfortable. They should fit well. They should be able to advance your lower jaw in increments of one millimeter or more. They should be easily adapted and changed based on your particular needs. I'm not going to waste time and energy going through each individual device, but suffice it to say that the intraoral appliance many times can act and provide as much success in obstructive sleep apnea as the CPAP unit when it comes to mild and moderate cases of obstructed sleep apnea. For those individuals who have severe obstructive sleep apnea, the gold standard is still the CPAP unit. However, for those patients who can't tolerate it or refuse to use it, they're still much better off with an intraoral appliance. Keep in mind that these intraoral appliances should last at least three years or longer. 
In most cases, the fees will range anywhere from $800 to $2,200, and the reason for the vast variety of fees depends on the type of appliance and whether the adjustment visits are associated with the overall cost of the appliance. In most cases, the correct process and procedure is the dentist will deliver the intraoral appliance. It's first constructed by impressions of the top and bottom jaw. Those impressions are done in the dental office, and then a construction bite is taken with the lower jaw in a protrusive or forward position. Generally, the upper and lower teeth are separated between 2 and 5 millimeters, and generally within 7 to 14 days, the appliance is fabricated either in the dental office or at a professional dental laboratory. The device is then delivered to the patient, and in most cases, the patient should be seen within 7 to 10 days to make any additional adjustments to make sure that the patient is comfortable. Common complaints with the intraoral appliance are that patients will state that their teeth are a little sore in the morning. Their temporal mandibular joints may be a little uncomfortable from the protrusive force placed on by the appliances. Overall, the results tend to be good to excellent, but keep in mind the subjective findings are not good enough according to meet the standard of care. After the adjustments to the appliance have been made and the patient feels more rested, more comfortable, and their significant other states that they hear less snoring or no snoring at all, the correct process and procedure is to have a follow-up PSG examination so that we can look at the objective studies and determine ocular movement, which is an EOG, muscular movement, which is an EMG, and brain waves and cardiac issues, which are an ECG or an EKG. The reason for this is we're looking for objective evaluations to determine that the intraoral appliance is providing the high level of care and service to improve your overall health. Keep in mind that there is nothing that will make you feel better than a good night's sleep. We have been providing intraoral appliances for sleep disorders for many years now, and it is amazing to me how much better patient state they feel, how much better and more alert they are after the use of an intraoral appliance or a CPAP unit. Keep in mind that there are some specific things that can be done to reduce your need for each of these devices. Number one for a female, you should try to keep the diameter of your neck less than 14 inches. For a male, less than 17 inches. Your base body mass index should be less than 30. Losing 5 to 10% of your body weight will significantly improve or reduce the need for an intraoral device or an extraoral device. These are things that really can not only improve your overall health, but reduce or eliminate the snoring. Keep in mind that all patients that are diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea, they all snore. But all people who snore do not have obstructive sleep apnea. By definition, apnea simply means the sensation 
and lack of breathing for a duration of 5 to 10 seconds or longer. They're significantly different than a snoring event, and that's why the correct diagnosis is imperative. Keep in mind that this information, along with other information, will be brought to you in future podcasts. For those individuals that are suffering from snoring, in summary, get the proper diagnosis first, and then if the CPAC is effective, go forward, and if it is not, consider seeing your dentist who has certification, designation, or a minimum requirement of 25 hours or more in continuing education devoted strictly to sleep medicine. A simple trick for our listeners to determine whether an intraoral device will be effective at eliminating or reducing snoring is as follows. Make the snore sound. Just sitting in your car right now or sitting at home, make that snore sound. Okay? Now, take your lower jaw and move it forward as far as you can and attempt to make that same sound. And you'll find that if you can't, then more than likely the intraoral appliance is the route to go and you will have an effective and successful result and save yourself thousands of dollars and hours of time. It's a simple trick that most of us can use at home. And the reason I explain it this way is sometimes snoring and sleep apnea is caused by an upper airway or nasal passage obstruction. When that's the case, an intraoral appliance will be much less effective or not effective at all. Another cause of sleep apnea or snoring is some kind of central nervous system disorder. And again, in most cases, an intraoral appliance will not be effective. However, overall, over 90% of all sleep apnea or obstructed sleep apnea is caused by occlusion of the oral cavity or back of the throat by the tongue. By bringing the lower jaw or mandible forward, the tongue is advanced forward and the airway is open. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and this is Ascent Radio, and you can get more information on my website, ascent-dental-solutions. And again, my thanks to Stand Out and Be Heard, Mr. Doug Foresta, who has produced this podcast. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.